2: This is The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. With guest host Susie Schuster. Uh. Game time, bed on put your search. Flex on
3: them, go here, make them choose. Let's go. Live from The Rich Eisen Show Studio in Los Angeles.
4: Susie, you're 10 times better than your husband. Oh,
3: can you just do me a favor and put that on a t shirt? Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Writer for the ringer.com, Mirren Fader. Plus, NFL network reporter Tom Pelissaro. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Great to be back here with you on The Rich Eisen Ooh. Show. Susie Ooh. Schuster in for my husband, Rich Eisen, who is basking in Tokyo Gold, people. Basking. <laughs> when I tell you basking, they're on Peacock. He is doing highlights like he hasn't done since, I don't know, 1998. He's so happy to be oh, doing yeah. highlights. <laughs> it's just like the
5: look on his face, and he's got a glow to He loves it.
3: He is doing highlights that honestly make me sick to my stomach. A guy that's doing a show like this, my nanny said to me, Last night, Thelma said, do you get nervous doing the show? I said, nervous? I mean, I can't get fired, so what's the point of being nervous? <laughs> you're not I mean, getting, you're not Rich, fire me, yeah. I dare you. You're not getting fired. But, you know, doing highlights? Yeah. That's like, to me, the equivalent of going on a game show, like Ellen's Game of Games, and padding up and having the crap kicked out of you.
5: You mean like prices, right?
3: Oh, hi tj jefferson hi mike del Tufo. hi what's chris brockman dude? hey what's, what's up <laughs> but guys honestly rich is getting these highlights like a three minute archery highlight fucking- which by the way apparently he's trending on tiktok so yeah. xander will be very excited oh hey now but i gotta tell you have you ever done a highlight where somebody hands you a shot sheet like cold
5: right, right before and without seeing it oh no, yeah absolutely
3: not. uh I, I got hosed so many times at Fox Sports where I would get a hockey highlight at the last minute, and you're oh, like, uh, "How you And you're like, yeah. "I have no idea how to, like to say this. This. <laughs> yeah, Happy Bulin." <laughs> happy Bulin, Happy Bulin, everybody! It's a holiday for you, and you know. So Rich is doing these highlights, and he's reading them cold, and and I'm sweating. I'm watching this, and I'm sweating, thinking, "Oh God!" And he gets through it. It's a miracle. Gets
5: Totally fine. Just was like, whatever.
3: I had to
4: double check. Yesterday, he, he kept saying Taekwondo. And I was like, I've never heard it called a, a, in America. It's Taekwondo. And then the announcer said Taekwondo. I was like, have I been saying this wrong my entire life? Oh, there's a life? good chance
5: we've been saying it wrong our whole, <laughs> our whole
3: life. <laughs> and, and you have, and you keep Will saying it yeah, wrong. I'm, You'll I'm say n- it wrong again and again. It's
4: still going to be Taekwondo to
3: TJ, I looked up the 13-year-old skater who won gold mm-hmm. for Japan, whose name I've immediately forgotten. And um, I went on a pronunciation. You can now go to a pronunciation. Yeah, say it again. It's Ma- Momichi Nishia, something like that. All I know is that she's 13 years old and she has a gold. And she asked her mother if they could go for a barbecue to celebrate. Can you imagine an <laughs> athlete? I-, I have to ask my mom, mom. Mom, can we go to barbecue? And her mother said. Absolutely, we'll take your gold medal, and get some barbecue. Imagine if the mom sure, was like,
5: nice. "No, no, we got to go back to practice.
3: I just want gold." I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. b- by the way, uh, and mom, you know, can I have a dollar for a coke? I mean, yeah. yeah, right. What a joke! As opposed to half of the athletes who are, uh, I don't know, going to buy a third house or a fifth boat. Can I have my allowance, please? I want, I want to, I want to be an Olympian. Of course, I can't skate. Mm-hmm.
4: What would be your Olympic sport?
3: You know, I swam the medley, I'll have you know. Oh, I I did swim the medley. By the time you go to that last stroke, I was like, somebody fished me out of this pool. (laughs) It is. Have you ever, have you guys ever done a swim race? Even like, even one in the pool with your kid? When we were little kids,
0: yeah, I mean, we did. It's tough. It's
3: exhausting. 10 yards, toast. Let me tell you something. I watched with Taylor a bunch last night, just showing her highlights. You know, I want to say Katie Ledecky. I I was excited to show her that. It's amazing how quickly a kid can become a fan of it, just by seeing the flag, and she's she's all into the, she's all up on the Ledecky. <laughs> and uh, doing a medley is no joke. You think you're going to die, and you just watched them last night, and they just never stop. I love watching the Olympics, guys. That's the one thing I never got to cover that I always wanted to cover. The Olympics are amazing. I'm having the best time watching them on Peacock and. But I will say, I mean, some of those guys like archery shooting. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Is like it the air gun finals? Like the- I was heavily
4: invested in archery last night for some reason.
3: Because it's the quiver, right? I mean, and and also, who who says when I grow up I'm going to become an archery expert? I'm going what, what do you call it? Like- Is it an archist?
5: I was just gonna say, is that I want to be an Olympic archist. You know, no, I never did archery in the summer.
4: We had archery I like at like camp. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Back in back in junior high in Altoona, Keith Junior High. You know how like in gym class you have different things you would do like X amount of weeks of this and X week of that. Archery. We had archery. Yeah. Like, and there was a girl I remember. I think her name was Shauna, and her dad was like a professional archer. She came to gym class with her own bow or own. Oh, that's hardcore. Yeah.
3: When you have your own bow, that's next level. I believe <laughs> yeah, it's an, like, archer, an archer. An archer. Archer, yeah. But when you have your own bow, you yeah. mean business. It's not
0: a game. Yeah, when it's you easy. see someone take the like they take them out and then they put on their own little top, and the, I mean the front.
4: It's like
5: when well, like you take a, your own the, stick the to go yeah, play exactly. pool. <laughs> <a>, exactly. You're, <like, laughs> you're, <like, laughs> you're like, I'm getting away. And like Ted Lasso, where you show up to the bar with your own set of darts. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, you mean business. It's next level. You're not a game to go around. Yeah, it's definitely not a game.
3: I mean there is news. There is like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, but Ted Lasso's back everybody. Hey, this is way more fun. Believe. We're going to have some guests from Ted Lasso later this week, so that's that's kind of exciting. All I really wanted are the biscuits. Remember last year when I was here I think right around the same time they'd sent me a, a, a. What do we have? Well, you, oh, put the the, you put right the belief on it. It's yeah. still there. And I got your great. jersey over here. Didn't notice, but whatever. But all I really cared about were the biscuits because the biscuits were bananas. They're the best biscuits in the world. And you watch the show, don't you? I watch the, the show. Recipe. I've never had the
5: biscuits, no. but uh, I mean, I'm.
4: Ted's not given up the recipe for the biscuits either, so we don't well, really yeah, know how exactly. to make well, them. Why biscuits.
3: would he? But he should if he was caring. And if he's really the nice coach that we think he is, he should. Shouldn't you want to share the biscuit recipe?
5: I think Ted has a dark place to him, as we saw last season. So, you know, (laughs) not all butterflies and rainbows, Susie.
3: Chris, what's your Olympic sport of choice? What do you like to watch, and what would you do if you could be an Olympian? All right. So,
5: wasn't that into the Olympics – But it's kind of like anything else. Once it starts, I find myself only watching the Olympics. Yeah, you
4: thought you weren't into the Olympics. I thought I
5: wasn't going to be into it. It's like, eh, Olympics, uh, not sure, but it's awesome. I was watching some badminton yesterday, which was amazing. I've been really into the skateboarding. Uh, First time in the Olympic Games skateboarding. It's been incredible. Japan won both men's and women's gold in the street style, which was awesome. Uh, Seeing Tony Hawk there with Mike yesterday was really cool. What would I do? Ugh, summer games? Not really sure. Can I do the three on three basketball? I'm glad that that's a chance. I could just stand in the corner and shoot threes.
3: <laughs> I watched the women, and they were crushing it, crushing they were it, hooping it, crushing up. it. What well, helps when back. you have like a
5: seven footer out there? But yes, it's
3: just just stepping back and popping it up, and uh, the international rules apply. I like the whole thing.
5: Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll probably get into more of this this week. But the U.S. men's basketball team, kind of a disappointing mm. showing there against France. Chris Mannix was on last week and said that uh, he didn't even think they would medal. So certainly right. his prediction is on its way to coming true. But I was locked into Katie Ledecky last night. Uh, the, the British dude who won again and won another gold medal in his event. Like, just, it's awesome. Everything about the Olympics is fantastic.
3: By the way, this is what I want to do as long as I'm in the chair. The British dude, fine, suffices. The French guy, he was great. The Slovakian woman, Fantastic. Names are irrelevant. Yeah, Names yeah, are totally yeah. irrelevant.
0: Exactly. Like, Use the country. But the thing is, it's we,
5: like they're they're one and done. We're, we're, I mean, there's, what are the chances we're going to see these guys again in four years? They're low. I mean, but <laughs>
3: we're, the, we're Every Americans, American so we columnist. The, so we know the Americans. Like, Every you know? American columnist is saying, well, for the next two weeks, you'll fall in love with a sport that you'll never come back to again. I'm like, that's great. That means I don't have to remember their names. That's fantastic. (laughs) This is my kind of sport here. I mean, it's great because I mean you're a total butcher of names. Adam Adam Peaty is
4: the British guy who won Olympic gold again in the hundred meter breaststroke. Sorry. By the way, double double sleeves on him, and you don't see swimmers that tatted up. He was also
5: very hyped to win the game yesterday.
3: By the way, I will say this, and you did tune into The Rich Eisen Show, I'm sure, for Aaron Rodgers' information. You will get it. Deshaun Watson information, you will get it. Albert Brewer will be here shortly. Tom Pelissaro's in the third hour. Maren Fader's coming on to talk about her incredibly timed book on Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, right? talk about talk about brilliance. <laughs> oh, Let me think. I'm going to profile, I don't know, the greatest kid on the planet, and the book's going to come out on the 10th of August, and she's going to come on to promote it, too. And I'm thrilled because she's a great writer for the athletic. But we're also gonna have a really important conversation that you might not find anywhere else in sports. We're gonna talk about butt huggers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because when a woman's in the chair, we can start talking about butt huggers because I don't
4: know if you wanna do that. This
3: though. is a, oh, we're gonna have it. Oh. TJ's like, um, you really wanna say butt hugger? I just did.
4: I mean, I'm just saying, Mike, you should have the dump button ready, because who knows what's going to start coming out of my mouth at this point. You know, I'm worried about me, is what I'm saying. You know, did we're I ever, tell you, show, did I ever show. tell you the
3: story of when I was doing um, the NBA playoffs on TNT and I'd been watching Deadwood? <laughs> not, a, not a not a show you want to watch when you're doing live sports. Yeah, before you have to have a hot mic in your hand. Yeah. So please, please <laughs> tell the, what happened. Oh, let me tell you, there were words that almost came out of my mouth that would have definitely gotten me fired (laughs) maybe (laughs) deadwood not the right thing to be watching and streaming or it wasn't streaming because this is what 90 years ago but maybe not what you want to be talking about Uh so i think butt hugger is a very calm nice way to put what these girls are wearing for gymnastics long sleeves and 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 a butt hugger and also big deal in volleyball and mike deltufo is concerned about it because (laughs) he's done a lot of volleyball for fox sports i mean Why did the girls have to wear a bikini and the guys are wearing pants? So want to know.
5: It's a great question, Suze. I'm glad we're going to have this discussion. It's very (laughs) important, uh, you know, for the culture.
3: Well, you know, I really I'm try to be, I try to have my finger on top of the pulse, and I know what you really want to talk about. It's not Aaron Rodgers and whether he's going to pull a Tom Brady and go back and maybe go back to the Packers. Maybe they have a little right. tete-a-tete. Maybe he gets to pick where he wants to go next year.
5: It's not Deshaun Watson. It's yeah, not Michael it's like, Thomas. No, we're not talking about any of
3: that. We're we talking about men's a... basketball and joking. No, I we did take... reach out to Steve Curtis to say, Do you want to come on? He's like, me, I think I have my hands full. <laughs> I think that's fair.
4: We're going to dedicate this segment to Sir Mix-a-Lot.
3: <laughs> By the way, I'm just saying, Mike, you <laughs> might want to have that ready.
4: I'm. I mean, I'm. I am 1900 can not I'm, one I'm really worried about, about what I'm going to say during that segment. My question is: can we take
3: you.
0: a field trip to Manhattan Beach if we're talking women's volleyball? I mean, well, that's, that's where they, they play. That's we where should, they play. Do that the show I mean. live from the Strand? I'm, I'm in.
3: Come on. I covered one of those once. I had no idea what I was talking about. I just <laughs> basically stood there and it was like, um, it was kind of like covering racing. But you're tall, like you could. You probably yeah. pass as a volleyball player. Yeah, I could spike it. Yeah, and then bump set. And then you have to worry about whether your tush is hanging out while you're going up to spike the ball. It's kind it's exactly, of. Ridiculous. I was watching
5: the men's uh, beach volleyball the other day. The guy from Italy who does like the fifty foot serve vertical, in the air. Yeah. thing think it's awesome. Like that was yes. one of the
3: coolest things I've ever seen. You know, it's great. The guy from Italy. Uh,
5: again, again Can't great. go wrong.
0: You yeah, know, love the
3: guy from Italy. <laughs> hey, pronto! <Brock. laughs> you, <know my, laughs> you know my man
4: from Cameroon, right? That's that, what
3: I'm is, <laughs> that guy, that guy, that guy is oh my. great. My dude, to find his name? My dude
4: from the Netherlands. Let's see. Italy men's <laughs> volleyball. You're right, though. was just, all Joseph. You got to get is the, the sex right and the country. You know,
3: that's all you need to know. An age is nice. Like you can say the 13 year old Japanese gold medalist. And by the way, every single kid skating was under like, did did anybody? There was one American. She, right? The the American who was skating, who was, I think, over 16. But everyone was 13.
5: Yeah. The girl, especially on the the women's side, they were so young.
3: That is a a year older than my son, who's going to be 13 in, um, a week, and he, he can barely to, tie his shoes. I saying, is he close to being an Olympian? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, think about it. So one of the girls, I think it was the girl from Brazil, that girl, uh, whose father had snapped her skateboard in half because he didn't think that girls could skate. She cried and she cried and got another skateboard, and now she's a medalist. That's what I love about the Olympics. Risa
5: Leal. Risa Leal.
3: And... and 13 years old her father snaps her skateboard this is why I love the Olympics <laughs> now, I'm a storyteller <laughs> I'm not a person who's into stats and numbers I'll screw them up all day long stories like this kid who gave her the confidence how did she find the confidence how did she learn how to skate these are the stories I love that's why the Olympics yeah. are so cool hope you're watching it on Peacock watch Tokyo Gold with Rich Eisen it I felt so bad and they the were morning. taking
5: some big time falls I'm like like, now that I'm a parent, crazy thing to say, it's just like, oh, my God, are you hurt? Like, I wanted to go out and, like, make sure they're okay.
3: You did? Because usually your compassion level is a little low.
5: <laughs> He's a changed man. I mean, wow. It is true. It my son change. had a fever over the weekend, and it was like, I felt so helpless. There was just nothing I could do. Just hold him the whole time.
3: Oh, I know. It's the worst, Ugh, right? The worst. Give them whatever they want. It was the worst. You want this? A lot, a lot of you popsicles, a lot it. of ice
5: cream cake. Just anything to make him feel better.
3: Yeah, as as a lot of you know, uh, Rich had COVID. Um, He just came out of quarantine. It was not pretty. He was double vaxxed. It was not a comfortable couple days of him being quarantined in in Boston. Great people took care of him. Many thanks to MIT and the Red Sox for all Mm. their help. And and, uh, Taylor got it after that. And let me tell you something. You know what's not fun? Holding your daughter's hand with a fever and a sore throat with COVID. Mm. Not fun, people. Put your mask on vaccinate do what you can to be a part of this community but yeah you're right i mean there was a there was some ipad going on yeah there was a lot of miraculous you don't know miraculous yet that's a that's no. a french tv show no we're locked into coco
5: melon at the moment
3: oh yeah okay good for you <laughs> so yeah so we'll have albert Breer on soon we'll talk to him from mmqb about what's going on in green bay what's happening in houston and also i mean is it Del Tufo who's a shareholder with the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. Is that
5: right?
3: Are you concerned at all about the value of your of your Mike? Don't Can you only call
5: have only
4: one? I gave one away.
5: Wait, wait, so when's, the, one. when's the when's the the shareholder meeting?
4: It's, it's eleven what, o'clock, Green Bay so time. I, 26th.
0: It's today. It's today. It's, t- it's today. It's 8. 8. It's 8. 8. I got to see you guys. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back
4: later. Whatever, I don't know. Whatever time <laughs> right. Green Bay's in, it's 11 o'clock. So like, <laughs> That's right.
3: Yeah. Don't you want to Can know, know what Cheesehead is going to say what? I mean, normally nothing happens in these meetings. No, nothing no, no, is no. just said, But don't you think somebody's, somebody's going to be mad as hell and not going to take it We literally,
0: we were joking on the show, Susan. We were like, literally, I would be the first. I'd be like this. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? You know the first question. It's now open for like general discussion.
3: Can't we patch you in somehow?
0: <laughs> are, let's see if we can connect with Zoom.
3: What if, what totally, if Pelissaro facetimes, holds his phone up to the says mic. Mike Del Tufo from the Rich Eisen podcast. I can't
0: be at the meeting. Can, like, I have, I get. Yeah.
3: What would your What would your question be? What's happening with Aaron Rodgers? I, I <laughs> what's, what's going
0: like, on? I wouldn't even. I just go like this, Aaron. That's all I'd say. You wouldn't have to say anything else. Aaron, <laughs> just use one single word. By the You're, way, that's the Jersey yeah, I mean, in it's Green like, Bay. Aaron, what's Aaron. going on? I, you don't even have to say what's going on. Just go, Aaron. And I just answer. They'd have to answer that question. What's going on with this guy? I mean, someone we someone knows.
3: Yeah. Should we all make predictions? I mean, we should all make predictions. Yeah, oh, gonna, yeah we'll do it.
5: later on. We'll do it later on today. Yeah,
3: because we're just getting started here on the yeah, Rich Eisen Show. Up. in go. for Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show. Albert Breer is going to be with us coming up next. Looking forward to having him on and hearing what he has to say about everything going on in the world of sports and football. So that's what's coming up. Tom Pelissaro ahead as well. Marin Fader. That's all coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show.
6: Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn serial rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, bill burr and many more streaming right now on netflix let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets A couple of narratives I want to throw at you here to You tell me if this is true, anything anything to it, because this is what we're all talking about out there and what I'm sure you've heard. Like a narrative that you, based on the way that your team drafted, have a monster chip on your shoulder this year and the way that you've shown up the first two weeks would support that theory and narrative. What do you say to that, Aaron Rodgers?
2: I'm, I think I've always found inspiration from various things. And, and as a younger player, you know, even before... Uh, I got in the league, you know there was a lot of slights that I felt about uh you know the uh, scouting of my performance and my abilities and who thought I could play and couldn't play. I think as you know as I got older, you've had to find new ways to to be inspired by things. I think if anything it's it's almost the opposite i'm I'm completely at peace with where I'm at in my career, and that's what's you know freed me up and allowed me to you know to get to this comfort level is is uh is the piece that sometimes surpasses even your own understanding and I don't have bitterness towards the organization or Jordan or anything associated with that. I'm just, uh, I've been working on myself and I think a lot of times when people, you know, see whether it's a narrative about my, you know, mental state or how I'm playing, you know, they have to, they can't just, it can't just be a positive thing. They have to say, well, it's a shot at somebody or a slide at somebody or he's got, a, he's, it's an F to you to somebody or whatever it might be. You know, in this situation, I really feel like it's just, I've, I've been choosing to work on myself and, uh, you know, I feel really good about where I'm at. We're in the second year of a system uh, that guys are just playing a little bit faster and we're finding ways to be more efficient. I, I mean, that, that doesn't maybe sell a lot of uh, papers or get a lot of hits on the website, but to me, that's, uh, that's closer to the truth than uh, this idea of uh, some monster chip.
6: So in terms of your your receiving mates, then, um, do they have one? Because the concept that uh, you didn't get the help that was required speaks to the fact that they're not good enough.
2: Again, I think everybody has different ways of being motivated. And I think, you know, Alan Lazard has had plenty of, uh, you know, chips he could put on that shoulder, whether it's Jacksonville trying to make him a tight end or us not letting him work with the green group for the first, whole first training camp, even though he was dominating on the other side of the field working against the twos and threes or the fact that we cut him or the fact that we put him on the active roster and didn't dress him and the fact that maybe when we finally dressed him, we didn't play him. So he's got, he's got plenty of things he can, he can have chips about. And Marquez, same thing. I think Marquez, you know, his thing has always been about his own confidence. And the more confident that he is, the more he can just relax and not put too much pressure on himself um, because I think he is uh, such a talented guy. But I'm proud of those guys, the way they've stepped up and, and the training camps they've had and how they've gotten off to a good starts the first two games.
3: Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen while he is on assignment with Peacock doing Olympics, Tokyo Gold. Great highlight show if you love archery. There's a three-minute archery highlight today. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's his favorite thing in the world. So I'm just saying, tune into Tokyo Gold. Watch Rich bask in the glory of a three-minute archery highlight like SportsCenter never stopped. It's pretty great. Albert Breer joins us now. We really appreciate him calling in Albert Breer, the senior writer for Sports Illustrated's MMQB. And Albert... Um, I should ask you right off the bat, what would be your Olympic sport should you have one? What would be your choice?
7: I mean, I think, like, if I go back to, like, when I was a kid and, like, what I had the most, uh, like, natural ability, I would say skiing because and downhill skiing because my mom's Austrian, I'm first generation, and so, like, I've always been able to sort of pick that up whenever I want to. Like, if I haven't done it for four or five years... It takes me, like, two runs, and I'm, like, right back to normal. So I know it probably doesn't fit with your theme here because you guys are talking Summer Olympics, but it would probably be downhill skiing.
3: Oh, that's fine by me. That would be my choice 100%. Now, what would you never do in a million years?
7: Oh, uh, the Cathalon, maybe? That, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. Right? The worst. <laughs> like I, I mean, like, if you're talking about like, what I'd be least capable of or where I would embarrass myself the most, probably the decathlon, right? Like, I don't know, though, because like, swimming a mile sounds like pretty bad, too. Like, I would probably just quit in front of everybody halfway through, you know? So there are probably a few of them that where I would, I would make myself look pretty bad.
3: There are a lot of them out there that you're just thinking to yourself, how in God's name are you doing this? But that's why it's fun to watch it and not do it.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I I, I mean, like so many of them, like the, I mean, the pole vaults, another one that just popped into my head, like where it's like, it like sort of looks easy. And like when you're a kid and you you, you watch it and it's like, oh, I could do that. And you don't realize just how hard that is.
3: Let's get to football because I know nobody wants to hear me talk about pole vaulting, although now I'm totally captivated by the idea of it. Can you fill me in as to what's happening in, in Houston, please? I feel like we need an update with Deshaun Watson. What's going on?
7: Yeah, so, you know, I, I think the question was whether or not he was going to be put in the exempt list. And, you know, I, I just playing devil's advocate here. If you were Deshaun Washington's camp and you were trying to expedite a trade, you would try to make it as uncomfortable on the Texans as you possibly can. And so, um, you know, I, 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 the, the commissioner has the power um, to put Deshaun on the exempt list. He has to meet conditions. And, I know if a player's camp were to push hard against the idea um, that a guy goes on an exempt list, the league might back down. So, you know, my read here, I think Deshaun Watson and his camp are trying to expedite a trade out of Houston. And I think by showing up, he makes things uncomfortable on the Texans. By remaining off the exempt list, it makes things uncomfortable on the Texans. And, you know, I can tell you, Susie, that It's a difficult one because if you're Nick Casario, their first year general manager, it's really, really hard to sell the idea of trading a 25 year old franchise quarterback who's signed for the next five years for anything less than a historic return. And right now, because there are so many questions legally and and with the league, I, I, I think he's going to have a hard time getting everything back that he wants. And so um, yeah, I think over the next few days, there's probably going to be some sort of effort to see what sort of return he can get. Um, but I can tell you uh, like Nick Casario is pretty determined right now not to, not to give, a, give Watson up a discount.
3: And yet at the same time, Albert Breer, how do you try to work out a trade for a guy that you just don't know what's going to happen? You're putting a player out there that could be injured at any time if he actually does play. And if he's actually not bluffing or if they decide to put him back out there. But how do you even figure out the trade value when you have an open investigation? I mean, at some point, the commissioner could decide to put him on the list.
7: Well, that's the thing, you know, it's like, and you don't know. I mean, I like, you know, legally going through this, and I'm not, I I mean, this guy, like, before all this was a guy who you'd say deserved the benefit of the doubt. So I definitely don't want to presume any sort of guilt here. And I don't want to, on the other side of it, like, completely dismiss, I mean, it's just we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I can't have a take on what happened because I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think there's certainly that part of it where, you know, you have the 22 lawsuits out there. um, You don't know what could happen if there's a settlement, like what the next step might be after that. And then, you know, you don't know what the league's going to do. So, you know, if you're another team you're looking at and you're saying, okay, like, here's a generational quarterbacking talent, 25 years old, signed for the next five years. But there is that level of uncertainty. And so, you know, I think for each of the teams, there's that. And then on top of that, I mean, this is one that, like, you got to get ownership sign-off on, too. Because I, I know there are, there are certain teams where if there's an ongoing investigation like this happening, it's going to completely be a non-starter no matter how good the player is, you know? And so it's tricky for a number of different reasons for other teams that might be considering trading for him. And that's a huge part of why, I, you know, like, Houston getting the sort of haul back for him that you would expect for a player like Deshaun Watson might be challenging.
3: You know, Albert, that's so interesting you said that because I'm listening to all these people opine on on radio and on television about where he's going to go and two of this and the other, but that's the issue is that you now have a quarterback with a lot of money coming in who's only 25, but 22 allegations. It's not criminal. It is civil. Most civil does get settled, but it is a huge gamble right now, and in unprecedented water here, it looks like, or an unprecedented territory, because, again, it's everywhere you look at it, it's a gamble.
7: Yeah, and it's and 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 remember too, like the other part of it for, for an owner, is this guy is the minute he walks in the door, the face of your franchise, right? Bigger face than the coach, bigger face than the owner, bigger like the face of your franchise, is Deshaun Watson, and you have to be comfortable riding through whatever's ahead with him, you know? And so that's a, that's a gigantic part of it. No question about it. And, you know, I think that that, I like I, like I said, like, if he gets through this, like you have a generational talent, 25 years old, the most important position in sports. Um, and you have him have under contract for an extended period of time. Um, you know, and, and, and if you get that position settled, that can mean job security for everybody in the building for a decade. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's very, very complicated. And it's complicated for teams you know, like the Eagles, like the Dolphins, like the Panthers, like the Broncos, um, that would absolutely be in line for a player like this at that position if it weren't for everything else that was happening.
3: Albert Breer joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Let's move up to Green Bay because I think that's another, uh, let's talk about it. It's only, people are really concerned about that. Green Bay and Houston right now. What do you think is happening with Aaron Rodgers? Because he's a guy who's a strategist. He's quiet, he keeps all his cards close to the vest. What do you think is happening? Because should he not show up, he's bound to lose a lot of money. Obviously, Deshaun Watson had 10.54 million reasons to show up, but Aaron Rodgers is, he's, he's holding his cards pretty tight.
7: He is. There's no question, and I, I think there's a lot of guessing going on. I, you know, I don't know if they've gotten word in the last 24 hours or whatever, but I know that there are people in the Packers building that that, that still didn't know whether or not he's going to show up. And the veterans are due to report tomorrow. And um, you know, I, I think you, you nailed it, Susie, in saying that like everything here is strategic. And um, I, I I think if we know Aaron Rodgers, we know these moves are calculated, and what he's doing and saying. None of it's by accident. And so I think you have to take what he says at face value and what he's doing at face value. Um, Clearly there was a communication breakdown between he and the team over the Jordan Love pick. I think that that sort of brought to light, I would say, a philosophical divide between player and team that's not unlike the divide um, between Brett Favre and the Packers 13, 14 years ago, which was a star player who wants to have a voice in the organization and an organization that operates in a very old school way where they've had great players there, but they're in a different category than management or coaches. And so, um, you know, I, how do you solve that? I, I'm not sure uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, that's one piece of it. And then the second piece of it is what we saw happen over the last year in Tampa. And I think this stoked some fires in Seattle as well, where, um, you know, I, like, I think players are looking at what Tom Brady did and what Tom Brady was able to accomplish in Tampa and how the Bucks built around Tom Brady in almost a LeBron-esque kind of way. And they say, A, that's what I'm up against, and B, I want to have a situation like that. And, um, you know, it's not just that Brady got it that way, it's that it worked. So I think those two things are sort of at work here. Both, you know, Aaron having, wanting to have an organization built around him on his timeline with urgency, which is sort of the Brady model now. And then number two, just the personality conflicts that I think exist, not between Aaron and the coaching staff, but Aaron in the front office.
3: No doubt. And I think you, you actually hit the nail on the head there that obviously the Arians-Brady relationship and what happened in Tampa has changed things for everyone. And, and Aaron Rodgers has been around long enough to deserve the respect, and he probably sees what Brady did and said. well, I want that. So the question will be now, obviously, will he play out the season in the hopes of getting that, ability to go where he wants to go next year if you had to make a guess what would you say
7: I would say that there's probably some sort of one-year band-aid uh, put on it which is by uh, the way exactly what happened in Seattle um, you know I, I think Russell Wilson came to the conclusion that the best place for him in 2021 was going to be in Seattle I don't think anything settled long term there but at the very least they were able to get Russell locked into playing this year for the Seahawks and um, you know, I just think the Packers are so determined not to trade them. And Susie, as much as anything else, it's about the makeup of the team, right? And I guess let's just take the four quarterbacks that have sort of been out there as guys to be traded that are huge names that aren't reclamation projects. Um, and those four are Rodgers, Wilson, Matthew Stafford, or, um, Matthew Stafford, and-, and Deshaun Watson. And I think the primary difference that a lot of people are missing here is the makeup of those teams. Detroit and Houston are rebuilding, and so for those teams, it's a little easier to wrap your head around the idea of moving a player like that. The Packers, the Seahawks, were in the playoffs last year. They've got a ton of players in their prime. I mean, the right thing for those organizations is to hang on for as long as they can with the quarterbacks to give the other guys in the locker room and the coaches that are there the best chance to compete, so... I, my guess would be there's some sort of one-year band-aid, um, whether it's in the form of a one-year raise, a new contract. Uh, this isn't about money, as we've established, but as I'm sure you know, money can solve money can be a part of the solution, if, even if it wasn't part of the problem. So I think there's some sort of monetary solution that leads to you know maybe some sort of one-year fix, where if things don't change between now and January or February. The Packers and Rodgers are right back where they started.
3: And, of course, Aaron Rodgers would be the first Packer to play 17 seasons. Bart Starr and Brett Favre had 16, and he's tied with that. The thing I want to point out, too, and I'm curious because you know him, you know, he went through the Brett Favre scorn when the Packers brought him in, and Brett Favre wanted nothing to do with him. I think it's worth noting that he has taken Jordan Love under his wing and that he has tutored him and he has helped him along. He knows firsthand how it felt to be shunned by the guy – that was threatened by him I think it says a lot about Aaron Rodgers that he has been so open to bringing this kid along
7: yeah I mean I I like that I give him credit for that like you know the one thing about Brett Favre's approach if you remember it was sort of like he kind of like detached himself from the organization and in a way Susie that almost made it cleaner for the Packers you know Like, he would go down to Mississippi, and they could do their business, and he'd do his business, and, you know, maybe he was mad, but he was away from everybody else. Um, Aaron, to his credit, like, hasn't, you know, taken this out on his coaches who aren't really a part of the problem. He hasn't taken this out on his teammates. Now, like, that sounds great, but, you know, it makes for some blurred lines there. And I think, you know, you see what's happening with Devontae Adams now, and you see what's happening with Darius Smith. And I, you know, I think even some of the coaches might have some divided loyalties when it comes to this, you know, so you're right. Like, I think that, like, Aaron has done a good job of not taking this out on Jordan Love or other people that aren't a part of the problem that he has with the organization. But in a funny way, I think that's almost made things a little bit messier for the Packers themselves.
3: And, you know, it's a part of the transition. We saw it with Brady, with Garoppolo. He didn't want a young, younger guy around either. He wanted him out of there... But what's a team supposed to do, Albert? At some point, you have to have a plan. You can't just go... It's It's not a bunch of friends. It's an organization to make money and to win. It's a hard one. I'm not sure where I would be if I were a GM. I mean, if you have a talent like yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who's a once-in-a-lifetime talent, you do have to have a plan, though.
7: I, and I agree with that. But I also think, like, in this day and age, um, I just think, like even if the players aren't partners with the team, which, like, they really, like, they aren't. You know what I mean? Like, but, like, you want to make them feel like they're partners, right? And especially quarterbacks who are treated in so many different ways, like quasi-management. So, you know, I I think in both the situations with Brady and with Rodgers, if their teams had given them a heads-up, right, like, whether it was a week ahead of time, whatever, I think that would have gone a long way. And I can still remember with Brady and Garoppolo, you know, they take Garoppolo. I think Brady was kind of blindsided by it. And then Belichick got up at his press conference and said, well, we all know Tom's contract situation and age. And, I mean, Tom was getting older but still planning to played for a long time. And, like, he had consistently taken less to stay with the team. So he was missed by that, you know. On top of not getting a heads up, then it was like you trampled over him on the way to go in and drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that lingered, you know. And I think in a similar way here, if the Packers had called Aaron Rodgers a week and a half before the draft and just said, hey, we really like the Utah State quarterback, I don't know if he's going to be there. But if he is there, we might get aggressive and go and get him. We want to make sure you knew. Maybe he's mad in the moment, but Susie, if it's you, like – you probably get over that quicker, right? Than not having heard, than having to learn while they were on the clock that they were taking the quarterback. Like, I just think there's like a human element to this, that in this day and age, you want to make those players feel like they're almost partners in the organization. And, you know, you're certainly not doing that by keeping them in the dark in decisions like this.
3: No, and the Bucks have shown exactly how to do it. I mean, Tom Brady has put out, Benjamin Button has really put out a total manual on how you can run a team and be an effective part of it. By the way, Albert, were you at all fooled by that Brady video that came out? I mean, can you really throw a ball into a ball machine like that?
7: That, like, whoever that editor is, the video editor is there, Susie, sign him up.
3: Because, I
7: mean, like I, like, I was looking for little, and you and I, like, we know what to look for in those videos, right? Like, I was like looking for little breaks or little pauses, or I couldn't find anything. So, I mean, what if Brady did that? That's borderline impossible. But man, like, and I was actually told in the aftermath, I'm like, it wasn't real. But I mean, the editor did a good enough job of like covering any sort of holes in that video. Did you see anything? I couldn't. I I couldn't see a break. I couldn't see anything in that video. That led
3: me to believe that it was doctors. So Albert, I, you know, Albert, I, guess, I, 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 texted Chris Brockman. I'm like, oh my god, he's amazing. Tommy really did it. Yeah, Susie was. And, and he's old. like, Susie, you're so late. Like, come it's, on, it's edited. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think I was too dazzled by the white teeth as he walked off. I, mean, I, I, I don't and, know. And I Tom, mean,
5: Tom's got a better tan than Albert in I mean, the summertime. Exactly. I mean, come
3: on. I mean, I got to tell. I don't know about that. Like, I, you know. <laughs> Those are fighting words, Chris. (laughs) Are you on Nantucket? Where are you right now? I'm not.
7: I was there for three weeks. We got back a couple weeks ago. My tan's still doing good, though. (laughs) I've always told Rich that's my greatest skill is my ability to tan.
5: (laughs) I thought you were going to say your tan was your best Olympic
3: sport. By the way, you you do have a nice tan. I'd be
7: a gold medalist. No
4: question.
3: (laughs) Well, the Austrian ski team, by the way. That's a, I think that there's a, a future for you, Albert Breer, in case MMQB doesn't work out. I think maybe a little Austrian skiing, you get a really nice tan, the reflection from the snow. The hey, if they
7: want to send me out to the Alps to do a month or two of training to see how it goes, like, I'm totally willing to go. Oh,
3: I want to do a Winter Olympics so badly. <laughs> I just want to drink hot chocolate. I want to have the cowbell going in the background, and I want to be somewhere with a stod in the background. I just want to be somewhere with snow that I can ski after I do three live shots. I think that's a perfect no job. question. Albert, Absolutely. thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling in.
7: You got it, Susie.
3: That's Albert Breer hey, from MMQB. And, you know, I'm telling you right now, I think he's dead on on, on all accounts. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Aaron Rodgers is not a kid. No. Nice. And he's playing this beautifully. <laughs> yeah. He's playing it beautifully. I mean, Packers camp
5: zards for veterans in less than 24 hours, and nobody has any clue if he's going to show up I mean, or this not.
3: Is... NFL media sent Rich uh, and TJ, I'll, I'll share it with you. He, they sent him this incredible packet, which I, of course, skimmed.
5: A, training camp a, lot numbers, yeah, yeah. a lot of numbers, lot, like, oh God, a lot of numbers. Oh, God,
3: stop the on. numbers about how much money he will lose by Post. not showing up. Yeah. And it's in the insane factor. It's, it's 30 plus. It's 30 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine just saying, you know what? I'm willing to sit it out. I've got enough and I've got enough coin in the bank that I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to sit back and watch the numbers add up. It is crazy. I mean, Deshaun crazy. Watson didn't want to risk 50 thou for the first day. Right. We're talking 30s.
5: Yeah. 30 million if Rodgers sits out this year. Plus. 30, so, 30 I mean, million. You
3: know, you don't just give
5: up that kind of cash.
3: Well, I don't.
6: I mean.
5: Well,
3: I mean I don't Mike know. Del Tufo, Mike, because he's a shareholder yeah, I, yeah, in I mean, Green yeah. Bay. Are you nervous about what's happening in Green no, Bay No, I'm a right Rams now?
0: fan, but I mean, I did. I mean, but I'm, I, yeah, I mean, they should be that the, the Green Bay fans should be going like, what's going on, which supposedly they are at <laughs> yeah. the meeting.
3: We're going to have an update in the next segment, so we'll find out exactly what's happening. Tom Pelissaro will be with us live from Green Bay from the shareholders meeting. Where I would be shocked if there wasn't a uh, a display of cheese headery. I'm just saying. <laughs>
5: that's a good fantasy team name.
3: Cheese headery. Display,
5: yeah. display of cheese
0: headery.
3: Display of cheese headery. I don't do fantasy. I can't do fantasy. But we
0: like those names.
3: Uh, that's all coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget to check out Tokyo Gold, everybody.
6: Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. When you showed up in Steelers training camp, who, who was was Mean Joe there? Was all those guys there? Yeah,
1: Blunt. But I never, you know, he was defense. I was defense. It's like it was like the Hall of Fame coming to life. In uh, spot. Well, no, okay. it was next year really that they really got the recruiting going. Okay, you know, that was all the all the guys that made it to those Super Bowl teams. Are you saying you were the dead weight? I That's think I might have been dead <laughs> weight. Yeah. And how did Chuck uh, Noll cut you? What did he say? To you? He called me in. You know, okay. I went to the office mm-hmm. and uh, brought my playbook. So I knew you know, I was going, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer, by the way, and, and you know, he was complimentary. You know, he said, you know, look, you're a tough kid, but you know, you're trying to learn the position. I had never played, we didn't have outside linebacker mm-hmm. in the college I played for. So it was the only position I, re- you know, reasonably could have played, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have, he didn't have time. He said, look, it's my first year too. So he said, I can get you down with the Eagles, the Eagles are desperate and that would have gone you know rental car straight down 80 you know to the yeah and i and he said but it's got to be you got to tell me right now and i said i'm done you knew what that you didn't want to go play no. for the eagles no why i don't know it was a, it was a spur of the moment this i had knee problems i was and i was I, to be honest i was sick of football
6: who was the best football player that you ever lined up with or
1: against roger stal When did you play against him? I played against Roger Staubach when I was at Youngstown State University, and he was at Pensacola Naval Station doing his six-year bit. Wait a minute. This is a great story, right? Yeah. You know, know, they do that. He graduated from Annapolis, won the Heisman, Mm -hmm. went down there, and played football for six years. You're playing against the Pensacola... Naval
6: Station. Naval Station. Yeah. And then out trots Roger Staubach? Yeah. That's not fair. He was a
1: quarterback. That's not and fair. these were high scoring close games. Did you rush him? Did you get him? I you I, take I, him down. i tell you the truth. I I rushed him. Mm-hmm. I got a hold of him. I spun around one time on his leg and he and he he just kept wiggling his leg free and then he threw a touchdown pass. I hit him illegally out of bounds once. <laughs> and got got a fifteen yard penalty. And they had a guy, they're their middle linebacker was a guy named Lynch, who was a was a naval boxing champion. Yeah. Who I think his brothers played. One of his bro- brothers played for Kansas City. Okay. The Lynch brothers. Sure. And he wanted to kill me, you know, because they loved Roger. Of know? course. So
6: you almost started a brawl by hitting
1: Roger Staubach hit out of bounds. Yeah, I was just so tired of chasing him, and he, you know, he just stepped out of bounds, and I thought, no, I'm, I've been running 25 yards now, you know. Yeah. I just got 15 yards on Ed O'Neill. Oh yeah.
3: The great Ed O'Neill on the Rich Eisen show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen while he is in Connecticut doing Tokyo Gold on Peacock. TJ Jefferson, Mike Deltufo, and Chris Brockman with me as always. Hey, and Chris, hey, I'm hey, going to send hey, it Zach. over to you for a little news update, please. Yeah,
5: real quickly, though, that music that we just played in the break. I mean, in there, does guys. that sound like I Dream a Genie? Mm-hmm. I, no. I just, like, do, do, no. 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 No.
0: No it, it sounds like, what? no, it sounds like the interlude, like you'd hear during, the like they come in and out of a scene. Oh, man. That's it's, what it sounds I like. It doesn't sound like the actual theme, like I but I could totally, that. no, I got it as soon as Chris said that. Is this it like bit, Laurel
3: Laurel Yanni? I um, mean, like Laurel Yanni, Lord, where you no, hear one no, thing, I didn't totally, hear any I Dream of Jeannie.
0: No, that had a little, like, in between, like, you know, when they go from one scene to
5: another. Yeah. That's what I, I'm with I, Chris that's what on I that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Sure. Let's do some news real quick. Um This kind of broke this morning. Colts announced that head coach Frank Reich, fully vaccinated head coach Frank Reich, tested positive for COVID-19 and is quarantined. No symptoms, but Frank Reich test positive is not with the team right now. Hmm. We see this going around a lot right now. Uh, People who are fully vaccinated, contracting it, as Rich did, no symptoms, but still have to be away from the team right now. So this is uh, something the Colts have to deal with as they begin their training
3: camp. Right as they open. Right as they open, probably didn't even know he had it. He probably just went for a routine test. Absolutely
5: not. Yeah, so in the NFL now, uh, if you are fully vaccinated, you're only tested once a week. Mm -hmm. So he probably just popped during the routine once a week test. I don't know whatever day that is. And and that's what happened. Whereas if you are unvaccinated, you have to get tested every single day, like we saw throughout all of last season. Uh, (laughs) If you're following uh, Twitter closely, this is a big deal in the Bills locker room. (laughs) Paul Beasley and Jerry Hughes going back and forth all the time. It's been really interesting to uh, see that play out, but uh, this is something the Colts have to overcome, which they will. Obviously, Frank Reich will be back there next week, I'm sure, once he clears quarantine, but uh, it is going to happen. We are going to see this probably throughout the NFL season where fully vaccinated players are going to pop, and that's just kind of what we have to deal with uh, now moving forward the rest of this year.
3: And you know what? I think, honestly – So be it. If they're gonna, as long as they're not going to the hospital, right? Because I'll tell you firsthand, having lived through this with a seven-year-old and with a husband, with COVID, guess what? The vaccine did its job.
5: Right. Exactly.
3: And they got better, and they're fine now. But I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of people who aren't. Get the shot. I'm just saying, get the shot. Anyway, Chris, what else do you have? Yeah.
5: No. Just just follow up on that. Like Frank Reich is 59, so he's in that zone where if he's not vaccinated, this could. Have been a real issue and put him in the hospital, like you said, for who knows how long. So, I think Mia Kimes tweeted out the fact that he is positive but has zero sy- symptoms. Didn't even know he had it. That's a good thing. That means the, the vaccine is working.
3: By the way, and, so and that's fo- exactly. Let's, let's
5: focus on that. Like, yes, this happened, but it's actually positive news in the in the sense that he has no symptoms. He's not going to be hospitalized. He's going to be through this in five five to ten days, whatever the NFL quarantine. A policy is, and uh, and we'll move on like nothing happened. So, this-
3: and by the way, my vaccine, crushed. I mean, I had a feverish kid in my bed every night of the week, and I have. That's after Rich had it. I didn't get it. And by the way, I had my antigen tested just to just to know what was going on. Vaccine worked great. Thank you very much. Worked great. Did my civic duty, and off we go. Yes. So thank I'm you just science. glad he's. uh Thank you, science. By the way, and for anybody who's saying I need more science, like. I had to go to MIT to go drop off his sample. Yeah, those are the scientists, and they're saying the it's fine. Yeah. So just saying, but yeah, yeah I, I think, and, and we're hearing a lot of this. A lot of some players are pushing back on the vaccine, and I understand. Um, guess what? I, 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 I
5: understand. I disagree, and you know, let's just let's just move forward and hope you don't test positive.
3: I thought it was funny. I, I don't remember who it was. Somebody was talking to Ezekiel Elliott, and and he said, "Wait a minute, we're going to miss game money." It's amazing how many people who have someone in their life who gets sick, suddenly they see how sick they get. Yeah. And suddenly that vaccine doesn't look so bad.
5: I will say shout out to Zeke uh, last week. He said he grew up in a family that didn't get flu shots. That wasn't part of the deal that they, uh, they operated with. But he ended up going to get the vac- COVID, sh- mm-hmm. COVID vaccine. So,
7: mm-hmm.
5: you know, big ups to him for, for realizing this is very serious and it's something that needs to be done. Uh, For you and your teammates and and, and taking care of business there.
3: And for your kids, because like I I know firsthand, they get it. And it's not pretty. Yeah. So it's for everybody and for your grandmother and for your grandfather and for your aunts and uncles and what have you. Just do the right thing. Anyway, what else do you got? All right, an
5: actual NFL uh, on the field story here. Last week, we had just left and this kind of broke. Uh, Michael Thomas, Saints wide receiver, expected to miss the start of the season. Waited a while, underwent some surgery on his ankle to repair some ligaments. Uh, You know, we missed uh, most of last year because of this issue. Uh, Four months recovery. So because of that, Saints are working out some wide receivers, including Chris Hogan, former Patriots and Bills player, Dolphins as well. We know Chris had joined the PLL. He's playing pro of That season ends in mid-August. So maybe we'll see Chris Hogan back uh, here with the Saints as well. So Hmm. interesting to see that they're uh, working some people out. I don't know if it's going to be. Another another year of this iffy with Michael Thomas? Not really sure. Okay, Mike, here we go. This is happening right now live. Yes. The Packers shareholder meeting. I think it just wrapped up. Tom Pellisaro was live tweeting it. I didn't know you were actually on the call. Yep, I was Uh, there. Mark Murphy started by praising Brian Guttenkust and saying he's the right person to lead the football program going forward. One guy, may or may not have been you, yelled in the background, I've never seen him throw a touchdown. (laughs) Mostly cheers as Brian Goodenkind took the mic. <laughs>
3: How much beer drinking is happening in that oh, room, please. do you think? I mean,
5: I hope it's. Please. I hope it's. I hope I Cheese does. curds and beer. I hope so. It's perfect.
3: My question but, is Is there a tailgate for a shareholder meeting in Green Bay? Well, there, it's,
0: in, it's in the stadium, I believe, right?
3: I, I think I think, that's I, what, that's I, I I think so, so, but
0: it's awesome. Having done games with your husband in Green Bay? Yes. The best smell of any tailgate. Oh. Buffalo and Green Bay. Insane.
3: So, breaking what? news, Bratwurst is happening it in is Green insane. Bay right now. Is that what we're saying? Yes. And oh, also they're heckling
5: they're... the president and GM. <laughs>
3: yeah. <which> is, <laughs> yeah. Looks like pro, a pro-Aaron Rodgers crowd. Well, I'm don't mean, you yeah, post any of the just yell Aaron. i have
0: just gone just That's yeah. all Aaron. That's all I have to say. Tom <laughs> Palosaro
3: is going to call in from this, which will be very exciting. We will ask him not Amazing. only what's happening there, but... Is he imbibing? Is he maybe grabbing a beer and a brat in between? All that ahead on the Rich Eisen Show. And the question for me, as I reach out to everybody on Peacock, is is would you brat and beer before 12? Oh, yeah. I mean, is there a breakfast brunch brat and beer?
5: Five o'clock somewhere.
3: Gross. I
5: think you can definitely breakfast yeah. brat. I mean, I think the beer thing, I guess it depends where you are and Location. what the situation is like if you're at the airport i think the airport is timeless so you can kind of drink anytime at That's the airport
3: true. it's like vegas in the airport yeah. I, think, oh, I, yeah. think I think airports in yeah. vegas are kind of the same yeah.
5: new orleans yeah. is in that uh that realm as well but if you're just at a stadium i yeah maybe you have a problem they totally were
0: tailgating there
5: come on right because
0: we're i mean, mean this is a me? big 100%. this is a big moment you guys this is a big deal they're hundred percent. They were tail. There was tailgating going on. I'm not saying game tailgate, like style, but there was definitely probably a little bit of tailgating going on.
3: Mike, what do you get for your shareholder? I mean, like, do you have a share? Do you I, have get letters, 20- I
0: get letters. I get I get an paper. envelope. I get. No, I got two. Is but, this yeah. like
3: being a boy scout? Do you get like a cute little t-shirt? With How this? many?
0: That we did. We actually you looked up. There's 367. There's like 250,000. It's not. I mean, I'm in a small group, but I am an owner. I am actually an owner. Do
3: you have a pin? Do you have a bumper no, sticker? What, what do you get cool, for this? No, the certificate. The certificate? Is it framed? Is
0: really, yes, in my yeah. office. It's yeah. really cool. Like, it's, it's like, cool. It, Chris, it,
3: do you do you own anything like that? I don't know. I mean, I, want to, I bought a house this year. I mean, right. That's about all that I've got. PJ, <laughs> is there any difference between that. being a shareholder for this and, like, being a member of a fan club? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. <laughs>
4: you know, I've, I've never... Owned a football team, nor been a member of any fan club. So I'm not sure, but it sounds like it's pretty much the same with the amount of stroke that Mike has. As a shareholder, he probably would have more stroke as a member of the Aaron Rodgers fan. Club. You, you, were oh, in, you were in the
5: Moses Malone fan club growing up.
4: I mean, not officially, just I was a <laughs> Moses Malone fan, but I didn't have anything like on paper stating that I was a Moses Malone.
3: Fan. Is this like the equivalent of like your grandmother giving you a ring? You think it's valuable, and you find out it's glass. Rogers, yeah. right. <laughs> yes. I mean, what do you really get? A family for this?
4: heirloom. <laughs> you
0: get really nothing, and we always talk. And Rich always makes fun of me, but right. it's it's cool. It's just a cool thing to have. What did you pay for that again? 250 I bought two of them, and I gave one to a Green Bay fan I was friends with.
3: You two could be a Green Bay wow. Packers shareholder. Mike DelTufo <laughs> is going to put his stocks up on eBay any minute, so go and <laughs> bid for it. Much more ahead. End of hour one.